Father, forgive us for sitting at the Babylonian tables when you prepared for us a great table in Jesus Christ our Lord, a table that has been ignored by so many, even those who profess to know you. May we once again be the people that you have called us to be and sit at this great table that you have prepared for us in your grace, in your mercy, and in your love. May we sit at this table with thanksgiving, and repentance, and a humble mind, heart, and soul that loves you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the problem is this, which I think you can understand a little bit by this opening prayer. The problem is not with the voting machines in America. The problem is with voting hearts. Who are you voting for? What tables are you sitting at? Which brings us to Micah chapter 7, verse 2 through 4. The good man is perished out of the earth, and there is none upright among men. They all lie in wait for blood. They hunt every man his brother with a net that they may do evil with with both hands earnestly. The prince asketh, and the judge asketh for a reward. The great man, he uttereth his mischievous desires, so they wrap it up. The best of them is as a briar. The most upright is sharper than a thorn hedge. The day of thy watchman and thy visitation cometh now shall be their perplexity. Now shall be their perplexity. And it's because of this perplexity that many are scratching their their heads as to what's really going on in this world. And I mentioned in a small Veterans Day article that if we're not for the knowledge of Christ, I would think that we were living in an episode of the Twilight Zone. But we're not. This is reality, my friends. We are living in the zone of perplexity as declared by the Word of God. The Word of God does not lie. The satanic mainstream media lies to us every single day. I was tagged in a post on Gab by Five Arrow Father. He says, We have more holidays dedicated to the worship of the military than we do the worship of our Creator. All idolatry is evil, even military idolatry. And it was this Veterans Day weekend that I myself have felt like patriotism has all but evaporated in this country. Yet we read Romans 13, 7, Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. And I tell you this, and I preach to you today as a 22-year veteran of military service. Again, it's almost like these years have been served in the twilight zone. And sometimes maybe it would have been best if they were. But all I know is that God has a plan and God is in control. I don't need an an alternative universe. God has given us a sufficient universe to worship him in. So therefore, I honor you 
my fellow veterans, on this Veterans Day weekend because God had called you to a special task in this world, and that is to defend the nations that he alone governs, to defend your people and families in which I respect. I will be thankful as I sit at the table of Christ for all who have served God in this capacity and purpose according to their calling in him. Now, having said such, this brother who had tagged me in this gap post, I agree that America has gone down a path of worshiping the creature more than the creator. And this is why we are in the Romans 1 situation we are in today. People are perplexed because they are unable to discern the difference between the spirit of Antichrist and the spirit of Christ. They're at the wrong table. They're at the Babylonian tables, which brings us to the title of today's episode, number 317, Babylonian Tables. 1 John 4, 3 says, And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is coming to the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, where have you heard that it should come and even now already is in the world? Even though these children of disobedience do not know the spirit of Antichrist, even though that many of them may be ignorant and blinded, the reality is that they are controlled by the spirit of of Antichrist. This is not an episode of the Twilight Zone. And if people do not know the Christ, how in the literal hell do you expect them to know the Antichrist? So you could sit at their tables all day long and attempt to expose these Antichrists to the blind, but in doing so, you fail to expose the Christ that can give them sight. Ephesians 2, 2, where in time past you walked according to the course of of this world, according to the prince of the power of the year, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. That includes your beloved Republican Party conservative evangelicals. Cat Turd had posted a Twitter post on Twitter and says the Republican Party And then he says, the problem, Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy, not the problem, President Trump, Ron DeSantis, or Kerry Lake. No cat turd. Jesus Christ is not the problem. The problem is all that you have stated. And until people wake up, they're going to continue to be blind and continue to walk into wall after wall after wall. They bow to these political gods. So I woke up this morning and I saw a post from Andrew Torba. He says, don't give one penny to the Republican Party. Invest in your family, your community, local businesses, and people who are building things instead. Yet just the other day, just prior to the election, he puts out a Gab News article. And in this article, he says, I'm asking you to please vote for Republicans in your state. So Andrew Torba, which way, Western man? Which way, Western man, which table do you want us to sit at? Which table do you want us to sit at, Todd Starnes? He says Republican donors should withhold all funding until new leadership is selected in the House and the Senate. He just posted this in a tweet yesterday. 
Immediately, James 1.8 comes to mind. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And I mentioned and I tagged Andrew Torba once again on Gab. And I told him, I said, you have ignored me and you have not responded to any of my emails. Direct messages or, or mentions on social media. But that is okay. I've still prayed for you. And I'll continue to do so as long as the Lord lays you upon my heart. And my door of peace is always open to all, especially the household of faith, including you, my friend. I'm going to, I told him that I'm going to reduce my presence on the Gab platform to prayer requests. Prayer. I am reducing my presence on these social media platforms to prayer. Until God hears this nation once again and people begin to bow before his dominion, power, and glory instead of these political gods. And I told this brother in Christ, you know where to find me, brother. If you ever want to talk and pray, peace be in Christ. Now we begin the book of Nahum today. And I read this chapter, it's 15 verses, and I'm going to read it now. It says, The Burden of Nineveh, the book of the vision of Nahum, the Elkoshite. God is jealous, and the Lord revengeth. The Lord revengeth and is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries, and he reserveth wrath for his enemies. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power, and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind, and in the storm, and in the clouds are the dust of his feet. He rebuketh the sea, and maketh it dry, and drieth up all the rivers. Bashan languisheth, and Carmel, and the flower of Lebanon languisheth. The mountains quake at him, and the hills melt, and the earth is burned at his presence. Yea, the world, and all that dwell therein. Who can stand before his indignation? And who can abide in the fierceness of his anger? His fury is poured out like fire, and the rocks are thrown down by him. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. But with an overrunning flood, he will make an utter end of the place thereof, and darkness shall pursue his enemies. What do you imagine against the Lord? He will make an utter end. Affliction shall not rise up the second time, for while they be folded, Together as thorns, and while they are drunken as drunkards, they shall be devoured as stubble, fully dry. There is one come out of thee that imagine evil against the Lord, a wicked counselor. Thus saith the Lord, though they be quiet, and likewise many, yet thus shall be they be cut down when he shall pass through. Though I have afflicted thee, I will afflict thee no more. For now will I break his yoke from off thee and will burst thy bonds in sunder. And the Lord hath given a commandment concerning thee that no more of thy name be sown. Out of the house of thy gods will I cut off the graven image and the molten image. I will make thy grave for thou art vile. Behold upon the mountains the feet of him that bringeth good tidings that publisheth peace. O Judah, keep thy solemn feast. Perform thy vows for the wicked shall no more pass through thee he is utterly cut off. I told Brother Torba to please wake up because dominion and power are God's. His alone. He had posted yesterday 
And Jatorba says, if you were a Christian, you have the power of the Holy Spirit indwelling in you. Do you understand the magnitude of this reality? Use it. Now, I don't have any problem with the opening of this statement concerning the power of the Holy Spirit that has the potential to fill us and indwell us and use us. But this is the key word or phrase, use us. We do not use it. I told him, I said, brother, we don't use the power of God. The power of God uses us or he does not. It's his choice, not ours. And God will use all those who humble themselves before him and repentance. But it's our sin that separates us from this very power. We cannot just turn it on and turn it off as if it were some sort of a faucet, as if God was a a dog on a leash. Blasphemy. Psalm 62, 11, God have spoken twice, have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God. And one had commented to this response and said, oh, it seems that you were willing to be quick to condemn. People might want to start looking up what it means to rebuke in accordance with Scripture. Then we read about the puppets of Egypt who became prisoners of Babylon who ended up eating at Babylonian tables like dogs. 2 Kings chapter 25, verse 27 through 30, and it came to pass in the seventh and thirtieth year of the captivity of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, in the twelfth month, on the seventh and twentieth day of the month, that evil Meraradak, king of Babylon, in the year that he began to reign, did lift up the head of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, out of prison. And he spake kindly to him, and he set his throne above the throne of the kings that were with him in Babylon and changed his prison garments. And he did eat bread continually before him all the days of his life. And his allowance was a continual allowance given him of the king, a daily rate for every day, all the days of his life. So here we see uh, the political gods making their exchanges, their political exchanges among these Babylonian Tables, tables such as one that I read about by the post-millennial that writes an article entitled Breaking Top Democrat Donor and FTX Founder Spotted in the Bahamas with Authorities as Billions of Customer Dollars Are Missing. It goes on here in this, this title in the snippet with up to $2 billion of customers' money missing. It's been revealed that top Democrat donor and FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried is currently in the Bahamas. You think you're just going to be able to sit at these tables all day long, thinking that you're going to be able to expose this behavior, to, to expose these antichrists to the blind that sit at these tables all day long? Because in doing so, my friend, you fail to expose the Christ who alone can give them sight. And I say this because so many fall into the trap and focus of combating with the flesh against the even Antichrist Jews in contradiction of Ephesians 6. I'm glad that Heritage Mountain Farms News, who's now on Substack, 
in his about section. He says he's not sitting at these tables no more. He says in, the, in his about section, you must have lost your mind is what family and co-workers would tell us daily. He says leaving Babylon is extremely hard. Starting a farm with zero experience with two young children is very challenging. Doing both at the same time is nearly impossible. However, being led by our faith has created a path of light through the dark minefield of trials and tribulations. He says, come with us on this journey of faith and experience the laughs, the ups and the downs and growth of a family as we navigate the darkness of the unknown together by the grace of the loving Father. Here's a brother in Christ and his family who desire to sit at the table of Christ. They've left the tables of Babylon. And it's at this table of Christ that people believe in prayer. If people believed in prayer, they would actually pray. And so I've reduced my presence to prayer on these social media platforms, prayer requests. And I'm I'm going to pray for these requests. I'm going to read them and I'm going to pray with pray for them, my wife and I, as we go on our prayer walks. And some say, You mean prayer? Yeah, I know. I'm the crazy one. But since Jesus and his word called the Bible puts a whole lot of emphasis on prayer, we might want to try it sometime. Christians, you might want to try it sometime. Because he who dares to mock the power of prayer is the crazy one. Luke 18, 1, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. My wife was just telling me about her daughter, who is a newlywed, has a newlywed husband that just began basic training in the army. And he was just able to make a brief phone call with her and to speak with her. And he let her know that he was taking one day at a time while reading one chapter of the Bible at a time. He is taking one day at a time and sitting at the table of Christ. He told her that he met a, another man who was sitting at this table, a tall black soldier that's in his platoon who was a Christian. And they are discussing the Bible together. Now keep in mind, my daughter's husband had just begun this new journey with the Lord just prior to him leaving for basic training. He told my daughter that he wanted to attend our local church service, and he did so prior to leaving. Now I've said all of this to make this point, that prayer is where it begins and ends in Christ. This is what we will find at these tables. And that is why I've started this thread that you'll find on my Substack page. Just click on the Christ First Hour, submit your prayer request, go to my cap page. It's called Prayer Requests right now. And that's what it's going to be there for. Prayer, prayer, my friends. Let's pray together. Let's seek the Lord. Let's call upon his name together. Since so many want to put emphasis 
emphasis on everything else but prayer. I think I will, and I am going to put more emphasis on prayer because Jesus put emphasis on prayer in Matthew 21, 13 and said unto them, it is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer, yet you have made it a den of thieves. We have enough of these dens of thieves. To include FTX and all these other cryptocurrencies and thieveries. So to start off our prayer thread on social media, please pray for my daughter and these two soldiers. A short white man that is married to my daughter and a tall black man who is his Christian friend. James 5.16, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Yet those who do not understand this remain politically perplexed. And then they believe that there's a political solution for a spiritual problem in things such as political balkanization based on cat-turd ideology. Andrew Torba, he says the balkanization is already here and if we have reached some, as if we had reached some sort of promised land. He had posted a screenshot of what this balkanization looks like and he says it's already here with a link to businessinsider.com article. So is this the solution, this balkanization uh, between the, the divide between the red and the blue? Jesus said in John 17, 15, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from evil. Because the real balkanization is found in Matthew 13, 30. Let both grow together unto the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather you together first the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone will bring the balkanization you and I seek, my friends. We think that we are moving the pieces on the chessboard of life, but we might want to think again because unless the Lord balkanizes, the people balkanize in vain. Second Kings 24.2, And the Lord sent against him bands of Chaldees and bands of Syrians and bands of Moabites and bands of children of Ammon and sent them against Judah to destroy it, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by his servants, the prophets, who sent, the Lord sent, my friends. Psalm 135.6, Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did he in heaven and in earth. In the seas and all deep places, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. So many are left in the zone of perplexity because Christians in America, for the most part, do not read the Bible. Instead, they depend on TikTok theologians to enlighten them with preaching that speaks to their pockets and not to their souls. And this is the problem. Scully Bones on Gab said I'd repost this, but honestly, I'm guilty of this very thing. To lay judgment hypocritically is a sin for it is unrighteous. I know that much. So I have a question, my friend. Do we eat breakfast? Do we eat lunch or dinner just once in our life and continue to survive? Well, neither do we read the Bible just once in our life and continue to survive spiritually. 
Job 23, 12, neither have I gone back from the commandments of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Without Christ and his word, this country will be left in a political zone of perplexity where even family members will turn against family member. I don't care if you paint a red or blue line in between them. You think that's the solution? It's not. Because this is exactly what will bring the divide and conquer division that the Antichrist want. We are to be a light in this world. Micah 7, 5 through 6, trust you not in a friend, put you not confidence in a God, keep the doors of thy mouth from her that lieth in thy bosom. For the son dishonoreth the father, the daughter riseth up against her mother, the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, a man's enemy are the men of his own house. Brian Pulpit. Now, Gabby says an interesting thought on Mark 13, 12. Brother will deliver brother over to death and the father is child and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. He says, does this remind you of another event when Judas betrayed Christ? Well, we too will be betrayed by so-called believers, by friends, by family. How do you think you will respond to this? And I say we should respond with prayer. I believe in the power of prayer. Otherwise, we're going to make false generalizations that do not need to be made. If you do not read the Bible, and if we do not seek the Lord in prayer, we are only left to the spirit of Antichrist. Gab.com on, on Telegram posts a screenshot concerning marital status. It makes this statement, says unmarried women are a civilizational threat. Conservatives love this line about how women civilize men. The reality is the exact opposite. A, a supermajority of unmarried women would kill a child in the womb without a second thought. Just let that marinate for a moment. And here is why it's important that we read the Bible so that we bring these things in, in, the, in, in the context of the truth. Instead of following these social media theologians who have a political agenda. Because we know that unmarried women in themselves are not the problem. We read this in 1 Corinthians 7.34. There is a difference also between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman careth for the things of the Lord that she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But, that, but she that is married careth for the things of the world how she may please her husband. So here we find the difference between... Unmarried women who are in the spirit of Christ versus those that are in the spirit of Antichrist. We must make this distinction. It's very important that we do so. Otherwise, even our widows become unnecessarily belittled. Speaking of belittling, doesn't the Antichrist big media support BLM anymore? I saw a Disclose.tv post that says new BLM uh, demo leader Exara Salim charged with fraud involving fundraiser that cultivated in the toppling of Edward Colston's statue. And this is with a link to the times.co.uk. Well, oh, I think we know why. I think we know why that the big mainstream media doesn't sh support the black people no more. And all I can say is, welcome to the zone of perplexity, my friends. Welcome to the zone of perplexity. And if you sit at the table of the Antichrist, this is what you're going to keep on getting. What is the solution, you say? 
if it's not the red and blue lines. The solution, my friends, is simple. The solution is Jesus Christ. There's a Marcus, he does a, a YouTube video that was pretty good, actually. And he speaks on the Pope to meet on Mount Sinai with world religions, religion leaders to create a new Ten Commandments. So <laughs> I can't make this stuff up. The solution isn't red and blue lines. The solution is not new Ten Commandments. The solution is Jesus Christ. Like seven, like a seven seven. Therefore, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. We must pray. Otherwise, we will fall. We will fail, and we will find ourselves scratching our heads with this perplexity. But for those of us in Christ, we have the faith that will endure to the end. So get back up already. Micah 7, 8, 9, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against him. Until he plead my cause and execute judgment for me, he will bring me forth to the light, and I shall behold his righteousness. But as for our enemies, the day of shame is coming, my friends. Verse 10, Micah 7, Then she that is my enemy shall see it, and shame shall cover her, which said unto me, Where is the Lord thy God? My eyes shall behold her. Now shall she be trodden as the mire of the streets. Snake Pliskin on Gab says, I was speaking about Christ on Gab, and I finally got a clown emoji from some dude. He said, Awesome. I must be saying all the right things. Christ is king, he says. Well, welcome to my world, Snake Pliskin. Because we know, my friends, we know that the zone of Antichrist perplexity and delusion will soon come to end. Our king is going to stop it all. Micah 7, 16 through 17, the nation shall see and be confounded at all their might. They shall lay their hand upon their mouth. Their ears shall be deaf. They shall lick the dust like a serpent. They shall move out of their holes like worms of the earth. They shall be afraid of the Lord our God and shall fear because of thee. As for you and I, let's just move away from these tables. Let us humbly move back to the table of Christ. Micah 7, 18-20 Who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever because he delighteth in mercy. He will turn again. He will have compassion on us. He will subdue our iniquities and thou will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Thou will perform the truth to Jacob and the mercy to Abraham which thou hast sworn unto our fathers from the days of old. Vanilla Moon on Gab says the only way to live is by following God with all your heart. You get it, my friend. As we read in 1 Samuel 12, 20-21, which he, Vanilla Moon quotes, And Samuel said unto the people, Fear not, you have done all this wickedness, yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And turn you not aside, for then should you go after vain things which cannot profit nor deliver, for they are vain. These Antichrist tables are vain. Come to the table of Christ again. 
Repent of the Babylonian tables and trust in the Lord. Grammy Tutu replies to our prayer request thread on Gab and says, Please pray for discernment that we know how to pray and what to pray for. In these times, I found myself and I suspect there are others deeply frustrated and at times angry. It is in that spirit of frustration and disappointment that I think most Christians struggle to pray the right way and for the right things. So, discernment. Full Armor Farm says, Pope Turbo is a ping-pong ball on the table of life. I'll continue to pray for his repentance of Christian nationalism and that he will have discernment going forward. But at this point, I agree. My sandals are free of dust. Psalm 136. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that stretcheth out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that made great lights, for his mercy endureth forever. The sun to rule by day, for his mercy endureth forever. The moon and stars to rule by night, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that smote Egypt in their firstborn. For his mercy endureth forever, and brought out Israel from among them. For his mercy endureth forever, with a strong hand and with a stretched out arm. For his mercy endureth forever to him which divideth the Red Sea into parts. For his mercy endureth forever, but overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. For his mercy endureth forever to him which led his people through the wilderness. For his mercy endureth forever. To him which smote great kings, for his mercy endureth forever, and slew famous kings, for his mercy endureth forever, Sion, king of the Amorites, for his mercy endureth forever, and gave their land for inheritance, for his mercy endureth forever, even inheritance unto Israel, his servant, for his mercy endureth forever, who remembered us in our lowest state, for his mercy endureth forever, and hath redeemed us from our enemies, for his mercy endureth forever, who giveth food to all flesh, for his mercy endureth forever. O oh, give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endureth forever. I pray that this episode of Gospel was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.